All right, we're going to do something a little different to start uh, the time of sharing today. And honestly, we just wanted to come before you and give you a quick update, as quick as we can make it, uh, on kids' ministry and what's happening in kids' ministry. Uh, we have been, since we've taken over uh, just a little over a year ago, uh, we have been praying and praying and praying and seeking what is God's vision, what is his strategy, what is his purpose for kids' ministry. What does this look like? And we've had multiple people step in and begin to run kids' ministry for us, mostly upstairs. Uh, They've been serving on their own. And Heather Ives has been up there for the past six months. And we've been talking with Heather. And Heather, she came, you know, willingly to serve for a period of time up there. And while she was up there, we're asking the Lord, you know, what, what is the next step? What is it that you have for kids' ministry? And she came back to us, you know, about six weeks ago or so and said, hey, I've been serving up there. I've been up there on my own doing the kids' ministry. And it's just the season I'm in in my life right now. I just need to really begin to take a step back. And she gave us fair warning of that. In fact, we had an agreement that we would do this for six months and say, how is it working for each other? And... We just begin to continue to press into the Lord, press into the Lord and says, what is it? What is it that you have for kids ministry? What is next for these kids? And I'm not speaking of downstairs, the, you know, the jump street, the, the toddlers and the pre-K uh, in the nursery. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about upstairs. I keep asking, Lord, what is it? What is it? And he really, he really gave us two things. And the first one was, is we need to knit the entire church together in unity. We need to knit the entire church together in unity. And he spoke very clearly to us and he said, the first thing you need to begin working on and doing is changing the name of kids' ministry. It is not crosswalk. Youth is not decision. He clearly said, you are unifying the church together. It should be called ECF Kids and ECF Youth. They are not a separate ministry. They are the ministry of this church. They are part of us. They are part of our family. And when we first started, we knew immediately God said, bring the kids into worship. Bring the kids into worship. And as since if you've been new here recently, you know the kids have been here. That's only been for about the past year that the kids have been in worship. Then the second thing the Lord really began to impress on us is to begin to equip the parents and the kids in biblical knowledge so they can live a victorious life. Begin to equip them and the parents together, unifying them, to be able to live a victorious life. And if you look at statistics, if you look at all the different things, is if the church and the, and the family, not just the parents, but the family, are not unified in developing their kids in biblical knowledge and in biblical truths and pouring into them, it doesn't end up working very well. And I can tell you, to be honest, the percentage is much higher on the family than it is on the church. There is a great responsibility that each and every one of you have on raising your children, teaching them biblical knowledge in the way they should go, when they come, when they go. The Bible is very clear about that. And we as a church are here to help you to actually do that. That's the part that we play. Believe it or not, it's not our sole responsibility to train up your children. It's just the Bible doesn't say send them to the church. It doesn't work. Send them to church and they'll take care of all the spiritual needs of your children and then you can come into service. You know, that's just, (laughs) like where in Acts did I find that? Well, you don't. It's not there. In fact, there there was no separate kids ministry in the early church. And so the Lord continued just to press upon us that as we do that, 
as we do that, they are going to develop and to be who they are called to be. And they are going to be developed in who they're called to be and where they're going to go. So when Heather told us, we're like, okay, let's go. Let's write a new curriculum. Let's get, uh, you know, we're going to go buy some new things. We're going to start recruiting more volunteers. And I'm going to start picking out people from the congregation. Like, How about you? How about you, sir? How about you, sir? How about you, sir? And the Lord was like, time out. Time out. Like, don't panic. Don't panic. Do you remember what you did with the worship leader transition? And I was like, hmm, yes, I do remember. I remember that Russ, a previous worshiper, told us a long time ago that he was going to be leaving, but we didn't panic, and we said, Lord, you will provide. And the Lord gave us Andy as an amazing interim worship leader that there was a seamless transition paving the way and making the way for Sydney to now come on board and be our worship leader. And God worked out those details. It wasn't from us striving or trying or looking for people in the congregation and picking people out. And so the Lord reminded us of that. And then we began to ask the question, what's next? So what does that mean for our church? What does that mean for our kids if I'm not supposed to run out and start picking people and sending them upstairs to get burned out after a few months? So I said, what's next? And the Lord began to reveal that to us. So honey, you want to share that? Sure. All right, so um, he said so much. Um, There's been so much prayer about this, and it's really frustrating when you're putting out lots of prayer and you want to do well by people. You know, you want to do well, and so you're asking, what do we do? And it's just a big pause. It's just like a big wait, wait, wait. And... um, we had the, he talked about the worship leader. We had the same situation with the youth. When Pastor Doug stepped down, you know, it was, I went down to the youth and I'm looking at um, the, it's actually the, now the senior high small group. It's like the same four to six kids each week. And we took care of all of them in nursery. Like every single one of them were in nursery with our kids. And so I just looked at them and was like, listen, I just don't want to take down the catalog of youth leaders and just be like, pick one. And just get a warm body down here with you guys. I, we care about you guys. And we want to wait on the Lord. And we want to wait for his plan. Um, and so that's always the safest. It's always the safest and most fruitful path. So it's a little unnerving to walk it out. Um, it, it takes a lot, of, a lot of prayers. Like, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Because I just, we want to do in our own strength. Um, like you said, you know, okay, let's do this. Let's get on this. Let's make this happen. So what is happening now is truly the leading of the Lord. It's not what it's not our it's not our opinion, it's not our preferences, it's not it really is where he's leading us. Um and I'm excited about it. Um I'm excited about it because I know how long we prayed. I know how long it was quiet. Um and then I know as he began to speak, it was with the momentum just started building. I was like, okay, this is, this, is, this is what he wants. And then you can begin to walk in it. Then you can begin to run after it. And he takes the, uh, like, the first couple where and he begins to grow it and grow it. And I started getting really excited. So um, my prayer is that um, as I share with you the direction that we're heading in for the now, and we emphasize that for the now, because God is a developer. He's developing. And if I've learned anything over 20 years of caring for a family and, and growing that family up through eight kids, it's that the chore chart I made, 
you know, when I had three little ones is different than the chore chart that worked a year, even a year later, and then a year later, and then a year later. And I used to get frustrated that my work was not lasting. And new time, new set of kids, new ages, everything develops. Developing is not a stagnant thing. It's a changing thing. So this is for the now, and I am excited about it. Um, so what is happening with kids' ministry is uh, nursery remains unchanged. Pre-K, the pre-K classroom, we call it Jump Street. We're going to just start calling it pre-K. Um, these are pre-kindergarten kids. That room is staying the same. Um, those kids all can go into those rooms at the beginning of church, um, while the K through all the rest of the kids stay in worship. So what's going to happen is that we are moving kids' ministry to the sanctuary, we are moving kids' ministry in the now to the sanctuary. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> ah! um, so what it, I guess what it doesn't mean is service isn't changing. We moved kids into worship. We didn't start singing kids' songs. Right. We didn't start having kids up here leading, although that might be kind of cool. But we didn't do that. Nothing changed about worship except that they were next to us, and they were watching, and now we come up here, and we see them participating. We see kids participating in a way that is amazing, so we saw fruit from that, so the service isn't changing. We're not preaching to the kids. You know, the service isn't changing. Um, What is happening is there's three or four components to kids' ministry. The first one is called a worship bag. Um, we're going to create a kid corner over in that corner. And at the break, when we normally dismiss kids out to service, we're going to have our time of fellowship. The kids are going to know right what to do, and they're going to head over to the kid corner. And kid corner is going to be manned probably in the beginning by me and my beautiful Miss Grace and whoever else wants to jump on board. Um, And each student who is a regular attender, is going to have their very own worship bag. It'll have a tag with their name on it. And the goal of the worship bag is to occupy kids quietly during the sermon. They aren't allowed to have their worship bag at the beginning of worship because we've already, they're already used to being in worship. We want them to worship. Just us personally, my kids aren't allowed to sit and draw during worship. They have to stand up and sing or sit down and sing. But the drawing and the little things that I bring sometimes for my own kids in my own little worship bag from home, those quiet things, those are, I save those for when it's time to pay attention. Um, So the worship bags um, will be individualized. We will also have a couple for pre-K toddlers just because sometimes they want to stick with mom. Um, But K through 6 will have their own worship bag. And we are including some of the middle schoolers in that um, just because we want to. Yeah, and they're in here every other week. Yeah, they're in here every other week. And um, so in those individual bags will be, for the younger kids, coloring book, crayons, pencil, a couple little quiet toys. That was fun. I take the toy and give it to him and say, see if you can make noise with it. (laughs) You know, toys that I thought would be quiet. He could make noise with. I mean, it was pretty amazing. The doodle board, he just started doing that thing back and forth. I was like, oh, okay, that's a no. You're not going to want to have this happening in service, I'm telling you. Right. I was like, okay, okay, that's a no. You can stop now. Um, So the worship bag, the goal of the worship bag is to uh, quietly occupy um, the kids. And that's where we started. That's where when the Lord said kids ministry in the sanctuary, we started with the worship bag. Um, And then it began to grow. 
Uh, and the second component, as I flip through my notes here, hold on. I know the second component. I just want to get there before I start. The second component of kids' ministry in the sanctuary is sermon notes. Back on the back table, and there will be two tables back there and the the worship bags. Um, On the back table, each week will be a different pack of sermon notes for kids. There'll be a set, I'm thinking, for K through 3 and then for 4 through 6. And um, it's a two-page spread plus a couple pages for them to doodle and draw. And it encourages them to pay attention. Who's speaking today? What was your favorite song today? These are the words I heard Pastor Jason say. Circle, you know, there's a list of words. Jesus, God, miracles, cross, salvation. Circle every word that you heard the pastor say. So it's just little prompts that help them pay attention, and it's teaching them. This is bringing kids in. This is when I started getting excited. It's not just occupying our kids in church. It's teaching them how to, how to partake, how to receive from the word. This guy doesn't preach up in the rafters. You know, um, I remember there was one service where Aragon was in service, and he's doing his thing. He's being really good, and he told a joke, and Aragon just started laughing, <laughs> laughing. And after service, Dan was like, I don't even know he's paying attention. And, I mean, kids are always listening. Didn't know, he th- didn't know Aragon was listening. He was, they're always listening. Mm. And this is a thing with homeschooling, too. You put on an audio book, and you let the kids play Legos, or you let them color. They're listening. Their hands are busy and they're listening. So um, the Lord just began stirring all of this up, and sermon notes makes me excited uh, because it encourages, it encourages them to grow in the Lord. It, write down, one of the sections is, um, write down a question to ask your parents. So sermon notes, the worship bags stay here week after week. They're not allowed to go home. They're special. The toys in there are only for church. Um, you know, the coloring book stays here, but the sermon notes go home. And then par- parents, this is, we're equipping this is so you can see, you can, t- you can talk about this, the sermon with your, with your child on the way home. You can say, hey, was there anything you didn't understand? Did you hear anything that Pastor Jason was saying today? And if they're like, no, I colored my paper. Like, cool, you were quiet and awesome. You know, give them time, they're going to grow. Or maybe they'll explain some things to you. Exactly. Because <laughs> they were That's listening awesome. really good, amen, right? I this, happen. yeah. this happens. My kids teach me stuff all the time. That's true. So do not be surprised. Be like, this is what I got out of service. And you'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Say that's that again. True. That's good. Let me write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. You've done that. Come You've come on, back yeah. and yeah. shared things. That's right. Um, okay. So that's the second component of kids' ministry um, in the sanctuary. The third component, again, this is the Lord just building, and it made me really excited, is a scripture memory program for the kids. So um, part of Kid Corner is that um, they are going to get a scripture memory book. And um, this is a book that they take home, bring back, take home back and forth they go. And in it are um, scriptures. And then there's a place for this, is for, this is for the younger kids. This is the K through three. Um, for them to write the scripture down if they want to during service. They don't have to write it down. They get like a little, they get the leader um, during break or even before church, after church. There'll be a leader back in kid corner. They can come say their scripture and get initials. Like, hey, you did it. Awesome. And then they move on to the next one. It's self-paced. You know, don't arm wrestle your kid to do it. Encourage them to do it. Um, and then they work through that. The songs, I'm sorry, the scriptures are from Seeds Family Worship. This is one way we're going to equip parents. Seeds Family Worship is a ministry 
Every song that they sing is completely scripture. There's no added words and no words taken out. And the music is actually good. I mean, it's music that you won't mind listening to. You'll be driving in your car and you'll be happy that that music's on. Like, um, yeah, sometimes kid music, you're just like, can we shut that song right. off? Yeah. This stuff's like, hey, I'm learning scripture too at the same time. This is a pretty cool CD. Yeah. Uh, and it's on Spotify and other places mm-hmm. too. Listed in the front of the book, it tells you the different places you can listen to it. If you have Spotify um, or Apple Music, um, or it also has their website. So that started making me excited. Like, hey, give parents ideas. Give them resources. If y'all don't have time to sit on the internet and figure out how do I get my kid to memorize scripture, okay, here's one way and that we are going to partner and make it more accessible. Um, so the scripture memory program I love, um, and as they get their initials, they get to a point in the book I'm excited about this. They get to a point in the book, as fast or as slow as they want to go, that says, congratulations, you're growing in God's word. They just memorized 28 scriptures in this book. And now they have a choice. They can turn the book in, or they actually get to keep the book, but um, they'll get a certificate. We're going to recognize them as a church, bring them up right before the break. I mean, they're going to get a round of applause. We're going to recognize them as a church. And then the group of kids that are getting recognized that Sunday who have finished a book will get to go back to Kid Corner first and get a sweet treat because God's word is sweet. A dove chocolate because that's my favorite or something else. Um, So they'll get to be able to pick a treat. And they're also going to get three chances to win a family discipleship box. So that's something that we're putting together um, that uh, we're going to give out quarterly. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second option is... Uh, they can proceed to the end of the book, and there's two scriptures in Spanish that are tied to Seed's family worship songs. I had so much fun doing this. It would have been a lot faster if I would have talked to Roberto and Irma or Sydney um, or anyone who is fluent in Spanish, but instead I just did it with Google Translate and myself, and it was a lot of fun. Um, But there are songs in Spanish that will help them to learn the scriptures in Spanish, and there's two of them, so that's like a bonus. So then they get the recognition, and they get a certificate in Spanish and English, and they get more chances to win, and they get a certificate for ice cream. I don't know. that We have extra prizes. But what I love about this is these songs stick in their head. They're like little sponges. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning. In my head was, Samos mas, 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 que vencentedores. I said that wrong. But that was what was in my head. And the song just stuck in my head. I woke up singing Spanish. Right. I was like, yes. So this is, um, this just made me excited to kind of um, draw our kids up. Have them go deeper in God's word and for the whole congregation to be a part of it. So that is, um, I think I'm on component four. The last one and this one, eh, we'll see how it works. I'm excited about it. It's called Book Borrow. There are so many beautiful Christian books for kids. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous illustrations, beautiful books, but you can't get them at the library. You can't go to the library and find them. You have to just order them. Sometimes you order a book on Amazon or wherever you order your books from, and it's not quite what you wanted. You don't love the theology, or you don't love that, you know, the picture of God looks angry, whatever. We're all, all of our families have different dynamics. Um, The book I love, you might not. So I am putting together just a little library where kids can take a book during service, and they'll have an opportunity to flip through it, and a parent might be like, ooh, that book is really pretty. Let me look at it. You can come early to church, 
and look at the book that your child has been looking at and see, oh, hey, I'm going to put this in their Easter basket. Book borrow is just a simple way to help parents have more access to beautiful Christian books in person without having to buy them. So it's like a little library. And we're not going to overly... Um, we're not going to overly, we're not having a library. I'm not doing library cards. It's just that the books stay in the sanctuary. We just trust that people are bringing them back. So um, those are the four components of kids' ministry in the sanctuary. Um, and we believe that in equipping parents and in including kids during this time, that there's going to be fruit. Um, at first, I'm, I'll admit, is a little scary. I have eight children. I mean... Let's all just take a moment and be real. Am I excited to have them all lined up behind me while I'm listening to the word? I'm not. Like, that's not what my ideal. But I trust the Lord. I trust that this is his plan for the now. Um, he has given us a vision for kids' ministry um, in the future. And I've shared it at a middle school luncheon. I've shared it on occasion. I'm not going to now because I don't want to take the whole service yeah, to talk about kids ministry, but, um, this is his plan for the now. So we wanted to share it. We wanted to give you guys a heads up. This is happening pretty quickly. Um, on March 22nd, directly after church, we are having a, um, kids ministry kind of family get together to create these kid bags, worship bags. So if you have a child in kindergarten through sixth grade, you are invited to stay after church. We will have some snacks. Um, and then up in the park, we will have some tables set out where they can pick their coloring book. They can pick the color of their pencil case. They can pick out of a collection of toys. It's almost like Operation Christmas Child, only it's for themselves. My kids are super excited. Um, you know, they come to pack the shoe boxes for Make the kids in bag. another country, and Ruby every year is like, can I just have one? Just one box for me, please. So this is that. This is like they're going to get to pick their bag and put in, personalize what they, what they want in it. Um, and so it might be 20 minutes. It might be a half hour. It's not a long event. But it is March 22nd. Yep. Is that right? That's right. March 22nd after church. So that's for K through 6 students. So the next two weeks, the kids will go up like that. I mean, I know they're in here today because we wanted them to hear this a little bit as well. Uh, and quite honestly, we had some kids volunteers call off because I think a lot of people have been sick right now. So Heather had to move downstairs uh, to serve, serve in the, uh, the pre-K room. But however, so the next two weeks, the kids will go up like normal. But then after service on the 22nd, which is in two weeks, they'll pack their bags. And then starting on March 29th, they will be here in the service on a Sunday morning. During the break time, they're going to go get their bags. And I will tell you, if you miss the packing, I really encourage you to come. If you miss the packing party, the kids will not have a choice of the stuff. We're going to pack. We know who, not, who comes normally, so we will pack those bags for them. So if you miss the 22nd, you show up on the 29th, and you didn't pack your own bag, there'll still be a bag back there for you. And we'll have bags for guests. We'll have bags. You know, we're expecting and believing for guests and growth, and so we'll have a lot of bags pre-packed and ready to go for those who are coming in for the first time. And at the same time, we have, our middle school team is solid. They're going to continue to meet on the second and fourth Sunday of every week, uh, of every month, uh, so they're going to continue to meet as well. So... That's it. That's what we have for kids' ministry update.